0: Welcome to the Vineyard Northridge Weekly Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by our senior pastor, Neil Haney. For more information about our church, visit our website at vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge. Um, I know Wes mentioned this in his... uh, just between songs and someone in uh, one of the elders said this in prayer this morning that God is in control. And uh, I just want to say, I understand what you mean by that. I understand what West meant by that. I understand what the, the odor meant by that this morning, uh, but I want to correct that slightly because if God was in control, there would be no corona, coronavirus. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God had complete sovereignty and control no one would die. There would never be an illness. There wouldn't have been a fall. Uh, but God, God limits his control. He is sovereign, and he can be as sovereign as he wants to be. He created everything in this universe, and he can control anything he wants to. And there are times that he steps in and does that. He did that with, in Egypt with Moses and the plagues. Uh, he did that um, with um, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, <clears throat> basically, you know, this, the mightiest king in the world, God stepped in and 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 changed his heart and dealt with that man. He he turned Cyrus's heart to let Israel become a nation again, which is unheard of for a nation to allow another nation that's been uh, enslaved to this nation to actually go and become a sovereign nation. God can be in control when He wants to, but He limits His control. But God is in charge, and let me explain the difference. God is in charge. Okay. Let me explain the difference. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much, um, I own a home. I have a family. When the kids were little, you know, I was the dad. Um, Deb has always respected me when it comes to financial decisions. Um, you know, she, she has deferred to me a lot. She always expresses her opinion, and I welcome that. Uh, our kids were allowed to express their opinions. I welcome that. But I kind of, I kind of had the final say when it came to big decisions. And, uh, and, but I wasn't in control of my house. Let me give you an example of this. Uh, for some reason, my kids wanted animals in the house. I, that was never something. I, I, I love animals, other people's animals. Um, we tried gerbils and hamsters and dogs, big dogs and little dogs, and then we ended up with cats. Cats are kind of the easiest to maintain, uh, except for cat hair and cat litter boxes and having to buy food every month. They're pretty much self-sufficient. Uh, but uh, I can't stop a cat from peeing on my carpet. What I can do is throw the cat out the front door. Emily, where are you? Um, it's a joke between us. Uh, Emily, Bruce, and I have this ongoing thing. We, I did actually kick a cat out of my house. I didn't kick it. I just kind of, you know, tossed it. Okay. But here's the deal. One time we got fleas. And I don't know if you've ever had a house infested by fleas. I've had this happen twice. When I was, when I was house sitting for the Shanks way back in like 1990, they had gone to U.S. Center for World Missions. The Shanks, Phil Shank was a senior pastor before me, and he and his family took a sabbatical and went to U.S. Center for World Mission. And volunteered for the summer. And I kept their house. And I stayed in their house. And they had a cat. And for my sake, they put the cat outside. It stayed inside, but they put it outside. Now, guess what happens when you get rid of the cat and you have fleas? They just go nuts. And they decided that I was going to be their new host. So every day I'd wake up with flea bites. Finally, I was in touch with Phil. He gave me the permission to... I bombed the house. I... not. Literally, but I, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I almost did, man. I was like, these stink of a, you know, Um, but I couldn't get rid of the fleas. Finally, we had a pest control. He paid for, you know, $300 or whatever it was for this pest control to come in, a company and, and nuke the fleas and they were gone finally. And I was able to spend the rest of the summer in peace. All of a sudden we got fleas in our house. One of the cats went outside, came in or something happened. We had fleas. And those things multiply like the coronavirus. I'm not kidding you. You know, and I'm I'm downstairs where there are no animals, and um, I'm about to get in the shower, and I feel this sting in my leg, and I look down, and there's a stinking flea on my leg biting me. I hate this stuff, and I'm like, I'm not spending three hundred dollars. So I did what every wise, smart person will do. I went straight to the internet. And I started looking up how to get rid of fleas. And I read all kinds of stuff. But, guys, God's grace, God is good. By God's grace, I discovered something, and I want to pass this on to you. Do you know what borax is? 21 mule borax or whatever. There's only one borax, I guess. A box of borax, a thing of salt that you're talking about a $3 investment, and a can of Pringles. Enjoy the Pringles, but eat them fast. Half borax, half salt, shake it up, poke holes in the lid of the, of the Pringle can, sprinkle it all over your house, every square inch of your carpet, the floor, just borax and salt, borax and salt, leave it 24 hours, vacuum it up. Not only does it kill fleas, it also kills the eggs. They can't, if they hatch, they'll die. And most of the time they won't even hatch. I got rid of fleas in two days. I wasn't in control of my house. I got fleas. If I'd been in control, I wouldn't have fleas. I wouldn't have had cats. Still don't want cats. We still got one cat. I want to kill that cat every day. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding, sort of. Every time I see a cat here floating above my table, I want to do something about it. I want to be in control, but I'm not. I'm just in charge. But I want to say this. God is in, in charge, but he's still on the throne And God is good all the time. God is good. God is not the author of illness. God is not the author of death. Jesus said in John 10 10 the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you might have life and have it to the full. Jesus is about life, fullness of life. God is good, God is love. Jesus said when you pray say Father in heaven your rule and reign come to this earth your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is there any illness in heaven is there any death in heaven any pain god is not the author of illness god is not the author of illness but thing bad things happen to good people bad things happen to good people i want to show you this first uh, I want to show you this first slide Jesus said this as he's about to leave his disciples. He didn't say, you know what, guys? I got, I'm in control now. Everything's going to be good from this point, over, this point on. I'm going to die on the cross, but I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to defeat the, the Romans, and you guys are never going to have any more problems because I'm going to take care of everything. No. He said, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I have a really really good friend that we've been friends since I moved to Springfield. We were single together. We used to to I used to go over to his house and and eat you know whatever he could scrounge up, ramen noodles or whatever, and we would sit and we were both older and we would sit and commiserate about how miserable we were, we were being single. And we were single for a long time. Both of us were well into our 30s before we met our spouses. But we met our spouses about the same time. I met Deb and Jim met Jimlin Scobie, around the same time. And we actually, uh, Deb and I love to go down to uh, Outback in Miamisburg, and we were down there uh, having dinner, and uh, all of a sudden, I look over to the next table, and I see Jim, and I see this beautiful lady sitting next to him, and we started talking, and, and you know he introduced me to Jimlin, and of course, Jim already knew Deb, we'd met before, but our families kind of met each other, and we talked, and it was great. Well, Jimlin and Deb ended up working at Emmanuel Christian as teachers uh, around the same time. And both my kids had uh, Mrs. Scobie, Jimlin Scobie, as a teacher. And she had two bouts with cancer and and beat both those cancers. Thursday was a normal day in the Scobie household. Friday morning, she she posted something on Facebook. About 10 o'clock... She started feeling ill, not with the corona symptoms at all. Jim took her to ICU at Kettering Hospital. They hooked her up. They took uh, took, uh, a blood sample and told Jim she's not going to make it. Her immune system has gone to zero. It's kind of like the bubble baby. You know, just the air that you breathe will kill you. They said she won't make it. They put her on life support. At 2.05, she passed away. Unbelievable. Wonderful lady. Jim is one of the most loving Christian people I've ever known. His wife, the day before doing fine, everything's fine, the next day she's dead. In this world, here on earth, you will have trials and sorrows. It's just a part of living in this broken, fallen world, guys. Coronavirus has happened. The bubonic plague happened in Europe. It, it, it just happens. But take heart, I've overcome the world. We, we, we can look at these things and live differently than the rest of the world. Jesus said, uh, well, I just want to say realize in this life, in this world, things are very uncertain. And at times chaos breaks out. And at times death happens. And at times illness happens. And, and bad things happen to good people. Even though God is good, his sovereignty is limited. Because without limited sovereignty, you can't love. Do you understand what I'm saying? Love demands a choice, even a choice to do wrong. Adam and Eve had that awful choice, and they chose the wrong thing. And it's affected the entire world. But Jesus says this, and also in in that same time that he says, in this world you'll have trouble. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives peace. I don't give you the same peace as a peace means everything's fine, nothing's going wrong. There's no war, there's no sickness, there's no plague, there's no, there's 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 no uh, nothing to be afraid of. That this world has never been that way since the beginning of time. There's always been wars and rumors of wars. There's always been earthquakes and famines, hurricanes and tornadoes. There's always been something. Just ask Job. But the peace that God gives us is a different kind of peace than the world's peace. The, peace. the world's peace is a lack of trouble, lack of problems, lack of anything that would affect us in a negative way. Jesus says you can have peace in the middle of chaos. You can have peace in, when the world is falling down around your ears. Let not your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I've said this before. There are 365 prohibitions against fear, worry, uh, uh, anxiety, fretting, just don't do it. He says, we have control over that. I learned an important lesson from uh, my, my mentor, Phil Shank. I, how many of you remember the, about 1990, uh, some, or maybe it was 92, I think it was around 92, some woman in North Carolina um, drove her Mazda protege into a lake with her two little daughters in it, and they drowned because her boyfriend didn't want children. You remember that? I was so upset about that. I think Deb was pregnant with Wes. It was around that time, maybe 93, 90, whatever. And um, I was so upset, and I was just stressing out about it. And I, and I was talking to Phil Shank about it, my senior pastor mentor. And it didn't seem to faze him. He didn't seem to be bothered at all. And I thought, how cold-hearted can you be? I said, Phil, aren't you upset about this? And he said, Neil, listen to me. He said, I have a family. I have, I have six kids, I have a wife, I have a church. And he says, I only have so much emotional energy. And I have to reserve that emotional energy for the things that I can do something about. And he says, I can't do it. Those two children are dead and, and with Jesus. That woman will spend the rest of her life in prison most likely. I can't do anything about that. Yes, it's horrible, but I can't invest any emotional energy into that situation. And I'm like, bing! You know, like, I never even thought that I had any control over whether or not I freaked out about something like that. But that was a hugely important lesson for me. I don't have to freak out. I don't have to let my heart be troubled. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be stressed out. Uh, you know, uh, undone because something happened somewhere. I can't control the coronavirus. I can't control the stock market. I can't control the fact that I don't get to watch the NCAA tournament. I, I, I can't control the fact that people are losing millions and maybe even billions of dollars because there's no tournament this year. It bums me out sometimes to think about it, but I don't have to be sucked into this, oh, chicken little, the sky is falling kind of response. And so I just, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say this because I was going to save it until a couple more slides, but I'm just going to say this now. Uh, Refuse to give in to fear. Jesus said in uh, Luke 2128, he says this when you see when when you begin to see these things happening, these horrible things that are going to happen on the earth that he predicted, look up. <laughs> look up. Paul says in Colossians 3 1, fix your eyes on the things above, not on earthly things. For your life is hidden with Christ in God. Does that mean I'm not going to get the coronavirus? I don't know. Probably probably not. I mean, I might get it. I might not. You might get it. You might not. But I refuse to give in to fear. I'm I'm going to be like Phil. I'm not going to waste emotional energy worrying about things I can't control. Because our our God is still on the throne. He is in charge. He will will do what's best. He's, He's going to do what's right. He causes all things to work together for our good, even the bad things. What Satan means for evil, he uses for good. We sing that almost every week now. Refuse to fear. I love this Psalm, Psalm 46, one of my favorite Psalms. I love these first two, three lines here. God is our refuge and strength. An ever-present help in trouble. You will never go through anything on your own if you belong to Jesus. He's our refuge and strength. And strength, the refuge is a place you're, it's a fortress, it's a tower. It's a, it's a place of protection that you run to when the enemy is attacking, when things are falling apart. You run to the, the strong tower, the fortress, for, for refuge and strength, and ever-present help and trouble. He's never going to leave us. Do you always feel him? No, I've been in situations where I did not feel the Lord, that he was still there. I saw it later. He was still there. Therefore we will not fear, David says. Though the earth give now look what's going on here. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, I will not fear, we will not fear. Is there if there's ever a time to fear, that sounds like a really good one, right? I mean the coronavirus is bad, but it ain't that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, I mean the, the, the earth's not crumbling yet. Even in the face of that, David says, I will not fear. Now look at this. Here's the contrast. All of a sudden, he looks up because he's a citizen of New Jerusalem. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. You and I are citizens of the city, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Where is the holy place where the Most High is dwelling right now? Where is the temple of God? Right there. That's the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. I woke up this morning glad to see a new day. Glad that we were having church. Glad to be with you. Glad God is on the throne. Knowing this too shall pass. Because this is how we can live in the midst of that other stuff. Look up. Look up. When you, see, when you begin to see these things happen, look up. It's a principle of the kingdom. By the way, I stole that from Dennis this week. He, we, we met Friday and he told me that. And I said, I'm going to steal that. Run to Jesus for refuge. He's our tower. He's our strength. He's our fortress. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Psalm 37, three. Taste and see that the Lord is blessed. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. He's our refuge. He's our strength, guys. And then respond in faith and love. Respond in faith and love. Here's what I want to do this morning as we we wrap up. Um, I want us to to take out the, the yellow sheet that we have right here. Let's read this together in unison, okay? Psalm 91. Let's read this together. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information about our church, visit vineyardnorthridge.org or find us on social media at Vineyard Northridge.